And we are back again, myself and the sock, and uh, of course, the incomparable Leanna K, aka Red. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I am glad it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. This has been one of those weeks. Actually, they've all been one of those weeks. For a long time now, they've been one of those weeks. So yeah, it's not it, one of those weeks. It's, it's many of those weeks. So I can't say just, one of those weeks. It's many of those weeks. It is just too hard to do anything anymore. <laughs> too hard to do anything. It's very um, complicated. I, I had to renew my health card this week. Oh, that seems so long ago. <laughs> that was Monday. But uh, yeah, someone had, you know, that that smell of really, really like a coat or something like that. That's really permeated with cigarette smoke. I mean, I haven't smelled that in ages, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the the um, uh, service Ontario place smelled like that. And so somebody had walked in bringing with them their own atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, the service Ontario I go through, there were people like renewing their boat licenses, right? So it's not exactly an urban center. Wow, you reminded me, I have to get my boat license gotta, renewed. Gotta get that boat license. I gotta renewed, get it. You know? does, it fishing, does it account for canoes? Fishing season's coming soon. But I, uh, yeah, it, it really messed me up. I felt not right for a few days afterwards because the the smell and of course you know then i go to the dentist and like your throat's irritated are you sick they like jump away i'm like no no it's just irritation but uh yeah there's some people that there's that commercial of people going nose blind to their own stink like there are some people that cigarettes is uh definitely one of them hold on i'm gonna cough yeah (laughs) no that that it's not not covid that was just a cough it's not just the smell of cigarettes. It's that stale smell. You know? Well, like because the of that, old he smells of smell. old, like it's cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. Yeah. It's like the layers of Troy yeah. of tobacco on yeah. this person's clothing. Yeah. You know what their place probably smells like too? Yeah. Smells like sniffing an ashtray. Yeah. And then there's people who just stink. And it's not like some people who maybe it's the end of the day, maybe they're, they're deodorant isn't working anymore they move a little bit so no, it's a old rough. stink it's, yeah it's an all-around pervasive uh cone of space Punk. around yeah. them that stinks and sometimes they'll walk and they will actually leave a trail of stink of stench yeah. behind them and i'm thinking how does this person not know they stink how can you not know because in order to stink that bad you probably have to have sweated or or dived in a dumpster well, or done so- how do you not know you stink or do you know and like your own stink and don't care that you're yeah. spreading your stink to other people yeah yep 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 like we should be like that's a public health nuisance secondhand stink oh it's 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 bad i mean i admit part of me is gonna only part of me is gonna miss masks in public places after a while because at least it kind of helps with that it helps filter the stink to an extent the the thing about uh about masks is i imagine that we saw an increase in people buying uh toothpaste and mouthwash yeah because now you gotta smell your own breath yeah like you know those people whose breath is always terrible 
Um, can, can we change the subject? This is actually making me nauseous. It is? Yeah. That's great. It's because radio, you know, for it to reach out there and have that kind of uh, effect. No. Just with the theater of the mind. Yeah, no, this this conversation is making me nauseous. It, it, it's one thing to talk a little bit about stink, but going on and on and on about stink. Um, no. Can, can we move on? All right, but I do think that it's an important public policy issue. Um, the uh, uh, apples, by the way, I've discovered that I, I think gala apples are second to red delicious. See, I like gala apples better than red delicious. I can't eat apples. They hurt my stomach, but the, well, then, that... then your opinion doesn't count. Well, no, I can tell you how they taste. I just don't eat them a you lot. Have, I you, mean, have a, you have a vague memory at this see, point. No, you can bake gala apples and then they're okay for me, but raw apples just just too hard on the stomach. I love red delicious apples. And it, it, here's a hint for people, because sometimes you get one and it's all mealy. It's like yeah, that's what and, I don't like about yeah, them. Um, the best way to avoid that, always go for the darkest red uh red delicious apples okay i found when i go for the darkest red dark, red delicious apples they're crisp they're, they're they're not mealy like i've i've had a you know taken a bite of a mealy apple and thrown it outside for the animals to eat okay um, but um i i've tried there are so many varieties of apples with all kinds of names like honey kissed and and, yeah. and uh pink lady and all the other crap um and i've tried them and i don't like them but okay. uh, I, I did try gala apples and I was very suspicious of gala apples because they're a they're like a bumper crop in Ontario. They were selling them like for two cents each or something like that at the supermarket mm -hmm. or the equivalent. So I thought these must be like the most basic lousy apple because, you know, they're, they're not they're not high end like these other ones with the fancy names. And uh, they uh, it turned out to be OK, a little bit more tart then I like with the red delicious, but okay. I will say that Granny Smith is the enemy of humanity. What? Granny Smith is the worst. What do you mean? Do you need any further uh, they actually, they, they They're tart. They're... Yeah, they're horrible. I, I think they're tasty. They're what? I think they're tasty. Well, okay. What does tasty mean? Tasty means they have a strong taste. Doesn't mean they yeah. taste good. It's like it's got a sharp, fresh taste. Granny oh, Smith's it's apples. horrible. Granny Smith's the worst. The worst. Aw. Sorry why to the Smith family. Why can't you just say you don't like something? Why does it have to be the worst? Because I've determined it's the worst. You're so judgy. You know what? I was given judgment for a reason. Okay. I, 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 the idea that people shouldn't judge, no, you shouldn't rush to judgment on people, but you should be able to have judgments. You should be able to determine somebody is a douchebag or something like this is a person you don't want to associate with. That's part of judgment. You know, um, I don't have enough time to clear the intersection, so I won't go into the intersection on a yellow light. That's judgment. All right. This idea about don't judge. I understand don't have a knee jerk reaction without thinking to individuals or, or concepts. I understand that. But this idea of don't judge, what are you, an idiot? Of course you're supposed to judge. No, I think there's some some things where it's like, you know, don't judge is appropriate, but don't judge for anything. No, you're right. We judge. That's why we have judgment. That's right. And, and there's people who have good judgment and bad judgment. But yeah. the idea to have no judgment, 
you know, you got to be locked up somewhere. So, some sometimes people go overboard with their judgment. Yeah. Sure. So, sometimes sometimes people judge things that don't need to be judged. I, I, I don't like those people. Right. Are we judging them? I guess we are. But that's something that deserves judgment. Yeah. You see, I don't like people who judge things in extremes. I've yeah. never done that. <laughs> so I don't like seeing other people do it. Okay, then. Did I mention Granny Smith apples? Are yes. The worst? Yes. Yes. Worst. You did. Yep. And also, you know what I miss? They don't sell anymore. The grapple. Oh, God. It was, it came, they came sealed in little plastic things like cupcakes do in the, in the supermarket. soaked in grape flavor. It was supposed to be an apple that tasted like grapes, but it was an apple that tasted like an apple. It, no, it was, I was thinking was this was super a, sweet and ugh. I was thinking this was a breakthrough in genetic engineering. Oh God. An apple that tastes like grapes. Now, I don't know why, if you want to taste grapes, you wouldn't buy grapes. Yeah. That's what I don't, I don't understand. understand. I don't understand that. But maybe it's because grapes, you got to eat one at a time. Whereas an apple, you can take a big bite. That's the equal of a bunch of grapes. But uh, I tried grapple. I had very high hopes for grapple. And it turned out to be, like you said, they just soaked some apples in grape juice. That is not pure science like, yeah, like I that, was expecting. That Concord grape flavor. Yeah, it just, but it, it's like chicken. You know, when you order chicken at a restaurant that I have not eaten chicken that are well, I think, OK, I've had chicken fingers in a pinch a couple of times, but I haven't meat, eaten meat since 2003. All right. Well, chicken, when you get it at a restaurant, you read it in the menu and it's barbecued with traces of honey and uh, and and beer or Jack Daniels. There's all kinds of different flavor choices you can have for your chicken. And then you get the chicken and you take one bite. And after the first bite, it just tastes like chicken. Because all they do is the outer, the, the, the thin outer layer. Yeah, they don't, they don't marinate it. Yeah. The rest of it, it doesn't permeate. The rest of it just tastes like chicken. So it's always disappointing. I see these, these great flavor combinations that they're going to give me on this chicken. And I order the damn chicken and I take a bite and it just tastes like chicken. Like, <laughs> I understand, yes, chicken should taste like chicken, but if it's supposed to taste like Jack Daniels or maple syrup, or so, it should taste like that. But instead, it just tastes like chicken. Yeah, it's just a gimmick. Yeah, and, and they charge more for that. It's like, you know what? Just bring me out a plain freaking chicken. Like, you know, just, I'll season it with salt and pepper. Like, I, don't rip me off with these fancy hoity-toity sauces that uh, don't actually taste like, I, I should be able to sue them for this because that's false advertising the chicken does not taste like that sue them because the sauce didn't get inside the chicken it's false representation of their brand of their oh, their, their products oh lord ed it's true chicken it can't be flavored so no matter what you do and go well, out you, there you can you can marinate it well, they must marinate it for about 45 seconds. They don't marinate it at all. It's uh, there. Brush it on. You know, if you do a proper rub, sometimes that infuses into the meat. <laughs> but <sighs> do a proper rub. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're not, you know, if if you're not, you know, doing the proper grilling with the sauce on, you know, at the end or you're not 
you're not marinating the the meat. Yeah, it's not going to get into the meat itself. It's just going to stay on on either the outside of the meat or on the skin. That's just there's not enough time for it to to permeate. Well, you bring up the rubbing thing because it's sometimes they list in the 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 uh, menu. You know, has been rubbed with yeah. these spices, and I'm thinking that creates a visual I don't want to think about. Where well, are you they do, rubbing? You do. Where are they rubbing this chicken? Where are they rubbing this meat? What? Well, you, I don't like you, the idea of them rubbing my 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 meat. You rub it into the meat instead of just sprinkling it on top. I don't like to. I don't. It is not an advantage to, or, or an attraction for me to understand that somebody's been rubbing my dinner. It activates the spices a bit more. The dry spices. I also don't buy. Uh, don't order dumplings because I don't like any food that starts with dump. <laughs> okay. Dumplings are delicious, though. I wouldn't know. Maybe if I had them under their actual uh, legitimate uh, Chinese name, um, I would have them because it's probably not dump. Ugh. It's like the old days of loaded potatoes. Remember loaded potatoes? Well, they were terrible for you. I, I don't want someone's loading my potato. Oh. All right. Um, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the trucker convoy. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I wish we weren't still talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how many more weeks this will be going on. We'll be talking about this, um, but we will be talking about it. And uh, later we'll be talking about some great TV shows that you can uh, you can uh, sit down in front of and enjoy. So that'll be a bit of a change, a twist of things. And uh, there was something else you were going to talk about. And I forget what it is now, but we will talk about it if we remember. Yep. Um, that shows you, ladies and gentlemen, how much preparation goes into radio. Um, we will be back, Leanna and I, here on Saga 960 AM. Well, Leanna, they're still there. They are. They, they spread kind of like herpes. Um, these truckers were in Ottawa. Uh, they came to Toronto. That was kind of a bust for them because Toronto was ready for them and weren't ready to let them get that toehold in the city mm-hmm. like they did in Ottawa. So uh, Toronto has been kind of a bust for them. But then they're uh, out in Alberta blocking the uh, the the uh, roadway between um, uh, Alberta and Montana. Uh, mm-hmm. There, But most worryingly, they're slowing down traffic on the Ambassador Bridge between Windsor and Detroit, which some, I think some insane percentage of trade between Canada and mm-hmm. the United States goes through the Ambassador Bridge. Yeah. Some huge, huge percentage. Yeah. So it is one of the most critical infrastructure points for our economy and the American economy um, uh, in North America. And these idiot truckers have decided that because they don't want to have to get vaccines, they're going to imperil our economy. It's one thing, you know, they're in Ottawa and they're pissing off the the residents. They're not letting them sleep. They're menacing them. Um, They're urinating and defecating in the street. Um, That's one thing. Um, But blocking international trade, um, they're also blocking their fellow truckers who have to sit five and six hours in their truck with no food and nothing but a jar to use for going to the bathroom because 
of these intemperate truckers that represent less than 10% of that industry are having a temper tantrum. Yeah, it's, yeah, the whole thing is just, it, it's one of these things. It's almost like a mass hysteria that it's not really about anything, but you know, screw you man sort of thing well it's, and screw trudeau it's the it's the that, one that, common theme yes with all of these disparate like i went down to an anti uh covid uh mask rally uh when this whole when all this craziness started a couple of years ago and i what i discovered there was it was it was like a flea market of yeah. crazies yeah um, every rep every group was there each had their own nonsense that they were peddling their own tin hat tinfoil hat nonsense you know mm -hmm. i talked to people who who were against 5g people who uh believe bill gates was trying were trying to control them um I, I i you know there was very few people were there strictly for covid it basically is like hey we're having a hootenanny bring down your lunatics mm -hmm. um and so there really is no unifying message with all of these protests anymore these are just malcontents who are unhappy that society has progressed to a point that they're not happy with. Um, it makes them feel disadvantaged because they don't have an advantage, uh, yeah. even though they still do. Um, the thought of losing, an losing their advantage um, makes them afraid and yeah. angry, and they're gonna take it out on somebody. These are just people who are angry that it's 2022 and society has moved on from old ideas and old concepts that the, were the concepts that made them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. They want to turn back the clock. Yep. Yep. They do. They do. Or they just want to go down swinging because they think the clock can't be turned back. Yeah. Or that. I mean, yeah. I know that the police have been afraid. They didn't want to give the truckers any violent, uh, use any, any force because the truckers would resist with force and, or some of them would, and they were looking for a big conflagration yeah. that they could use as a, a rallying point. There's and children in some of those trucks. There's children in all of those trucks, but some of them are adult age. Well, okay, that's true. But there's actual chronological children in, uh, in some of those trucks. It's well, that's a, I mean, children's aid society ought to be going through there with a bucket. Yeah, well, yeah, they, I mean, part of what's been going on here is it just takes time to issue the various required, you know, states of emergency and consultations with children's aid and all that stuff. It, it, it just the required stuff takes time and, you know, that's starting to happen now, but man, there's, there's going to be, this is going to change how how things how things go because they managed to cause so much trouble and and i'm i'm convinced just based on some of the statements and some of the people involved that this is a reaction to uh as much as anything the black lives matter protests of last was it last summer the summer before summer before, summer before. yeah they're just envious of the fact that i don't know but the, you know, the people I talk to who, who are more supportive of this, this trucker thing, they caught black lives matter is this big boogeyman 
for them. And the attitude is if they can do it, well, so can we. And when they're they're saying things that cops like wrong side of history and all that stuff, that's one of those anti-woke things that they're using the language of, of you know, their, their opposite political uh, uh, affiliation. It's just, it's just, it's just spite. So much of this is just spite. They just want to make people miserable. It's, it's that simple. They don't, they don't care terribly about the Confederacy, for instance. They just know that a Confederate flag offends people, right? Well, this is, there's a lot of these people on the right who, um, they exist solely to aggravate people. Like they get tremendous schadenfreude yeah. out of the fact that they know if they press certain buttons, they can get certain reactions out yeah. of people uh, uh, on the other side of the political spectrum. So they just troll. It's just for craps and giggles. Um, they they do it be, uh, not, not for any particular uh, philosophical bent, but because it makes people they don't like uncomfortable. Well, so they just exist to be a pain in the ass. There's a certain philosophical bent with the idea of being deliberately offensive. Right. There's some frightened child inside them that gets soothed by acting out like that. I mean, um, I've been having an on ongoing dialogue about the whole Joe Rogan thing with commenters on my YouTube channel. And, you know, it's gotten to the point where Joe Rogan's so-called supporters are mad. At, some of them are mad at him now because he apologized for using the N word. And. He should never apologize. He should never apologize. My thought is, but he thinks he should apologize. So what is it like? If I'm Joe Rogan right now, I'm like, really, really? These are my fans, really? But I, I he, he gives me sense of a, a uh, frightened child himself, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's a that is a. There is a a particular segment of the population that does that the whole acting out, saying offensive things because they're offensive behavior. Not, not, not everybody does that, right? Teenagers go through a phase like that. Kids go through a phase like that. But adults who do that, that's a, that's a particular subsection of the population. And I think that's worth talking about. I think it's worth zeroing in on the people who have such relatively easy lives that they have they have issues about they have issues with people who are like can you please not say that word it bothers me like that's what it comes down to right that's what it comes down to that's what's got the confederate flag group up in arms that what's considered appropriate and polite is fluid it changes and there are certain things that it might have been okay to say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's not okay to say now. Even 10 years ago, things have changed so much. I, uh, in the case of Joe Rogan, no, what he did 10 years ago was still, because the, the whole thing, the whole segment that got him in trouble, well, it was multiple ones, but one, I remember seeing this segment before, which is why it stuck in my head that, Somebody said, and they use the N word, or they said, and they called him an N word. He's like, don't say the N word, just say, and he said the word. And he like, <laughs> and he encouraged the guest 
to say the word. So by that point, the context already was people knew you shouldn't, you shouldn't use that word. Even when you're repeating it, you shouldn't use the word. And he just wiped his butt with that social nicety. People are going to have, have problems with that. And people are comparing that to some sketch comedy where, say, uh, Sarah Silverman did blackface for a sketch, com- a, a, a comedy sketch. And, you know, it never goes away. And she was invoking the fact that it was a horribly offensive thing in that sketch, not acting like it was no big deal. Don't do that. Say the word totally different context that people are using as equivalent and they're really really not and the thing that drives me crazy about this whole joe rogan fight is his so-called defenders and defenders of free speech and freedom of expression are actually making it harder to use to use offensive content to show why it's offensive or to you know comment on how horrible it is because guys like Joe Rogan just use it to be a jerk, right? And that's what he was doing. He was being a jerk. He was being a macho, arrogant idiot. In context, that's what he was doing. He was saying a bad word because it was a bad word. That's all he was doing. You know, I got a, the real problem I have is that there is a place in society for provocateurs. Like, right. Um, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, people who took on um, sacred cows of the day, which you weren't allowed to talk about, religion being one of them, sexuality being another, um, uh, politics, things that um, where our speech was repressed and intellectual discourse was repressed. And by using humor and forcing the dialogue forward, they opened the door for intellectual discourse right. on a number of issues. The provocateurs today are trying to open the door on non-intellectual discourse. Oh, quite. They're going uh, and, backwards. And I'll do you one better. The oh. same people who listen to Joe Rogan are the ones getting the graphic novel Mouse removed from Tennessee eighth grade school curriculum. They, they, want, they want us to go backwards in terms of access to information. They want to be able to offend, but they don't want other people to be able to inform. And that, I mean, that is something we really have to watch and we really have to talk about because these are these aren't people who actually believe in open dialogue. These are people who think they can just use strength in numbers to bully other people to get what they want. That is the through line for all this stuff, people for some reason think that that because they're one of Joe Rogan's 11 million subscribers, that means something that gives them a certain amount of power when, you know, it it should only mean so much. There's like put that where it belongs. You're talking about 11 million people in a country of 330 million. Right. Never mind. Never mind global populations. But this this trucker convoy is the same they think that they because they can make people miserable for a few weeks that they've proved some point but the only point they seem to be proving is we can do it too because if you look at you know the long-term impact that black lives matter had they weren't very effective 
they got some defund the police things happening, but those are coming back. Now there's a whole refund the police movement driven by black mayors, right? They looked into a bunch of things that they thought would, um, there's a thing called campaign zero that, you know, the whole idea zero police violence, right? Well, a lot of the things they were advocating in terms of effective against, you know, unnecessary police violence, they found out don't actually work. Things like body cams don't do very much. Extra training don't do very much. Um, community representation doesn't do very much. So at least they're accountable to that with campaign zero, but that, and I mean, voting rights legislation in the US crumbled, police reform crumbled. They didn't get very much out of all that stuff. Some people got killed in some of the riots after hours. There was a, there were some high profile trials, but in terms of actual meaningful change, they didn't get much. So these truckers that are going, well, if Black Lives Matter can do it, so can we. They're not going to get much. They're banking on correlation where they can claim causation that we're coming out of the depths of winter. This is when provinces tend to start easing restrictions anyway, uh, because you know the 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 spike that happens around around Christmas starts ebbing, and so they start opening back up again. And I think these convoy guys are going to start taking credit for things that were going to happen anyway. And the problem with that is because people don't seem to have an ability to think critically about anything anymore. People are going to think that what they did was effective. And so they're going to imitate it. And so now you're going to see, you know, forget bad actors getting firearms training. You're going to see them getting big rig licenses because they think that that's going to give them the power to bully people. Well, that'll solve another problem because there's a tremendous shortage of uh, truckers at this point in time. The trucking agency have been trying to be, uh, truck trucking agency have been trying to attract people for a long time. So now malcontents will get their truckers license and maybe we'll have more truckers. Except they're not going to actually drive trucks. They're going to use them for protests. Um, and people say that like, people have thrown around terms like terrorist, because actually, if you look at the definition of terrorist, what they're doing is terrorism. Um, uh, and people, people object to that. What they are doing, though, is holding uh, populations hostage. Yeah. Um, they're through use of force. And the people in Alberta are insurrectionists because they say they will not leave until Trudeau resigns. That is insurrection. That is trying, that is using force to try to force a change in the government. That is yeah. insurrection. Yeah, and insurrection is probably a better word than terrorism. Mostly people can't spell insurrection. They wouldn't know if it's one or two R's. Um, but, they, you know, they think they're fighting for freedom. And um, their form of freedom isn't freedom, it's anarchy. It's everybody does whatever they want. And that's, see, they, they're missing, people talk about their rights, their, their rights to freedom don't ever talk about their responsibilities yeah, yeah, as free never, people. Never. never. There's no, it's just, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And there, uh, there are no consequences. There's no obligations on me to uh, be part of a civil society that grants that kind of yeah. freedom. Yeah. It, they're children. These are children yeah. having a tantrum, yeah. playing with their toy trucks 
and 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 you know crapping their diapers and won't leave until they get the the the, the soother that they want yeah there's a website called convoytraders.ca that's just documenting the businesses on the names of the trucks and you know the businesses are starting to say no we don't support them you know so i thought that was a really interesting form of counter protest they call them the um Omicron, uh, Omicron boy, the Ottawa Omicron boy, um, uh, convoy You can go and look at where the trucks are from. That's and, traders with a T. Yeah. Um, you know, what was really uh, funny what? is the truckers are using this communication thing. I think it's called Zello, um, where it turns your phone into basically a walkie talkie. Yeah. Um, well, anti trucker people have been disrupting it. Yes. And they've been uh, playing this song. I forget the name of the song, but it's a gay cowboy song from the 80s. And that's funny. They've been uh, they've been flooding them with this gay cowboy song. See, that's that's peaceful protest, right? I approve of this. You're irritating. You're driving them crazy, but you're not menacing them. You're not menacing them. That's the difference. When you are blaring an air horn at three in the morning in a residential neighborhood, you are menacing people because they can't sleep. You know, when you're accosting people just walking down the road because they're wearing a mask, that's menacing people. Leave them alone. And I mean, you you remember Occupy Toronto a few years back? Oh, geez. Yeah. And remember when the city was like, look, you can't stay here. And they moved to St. James Park. Yeah. You know, that that to me is the sign of a of a protest that doesn't want to, you know, they understand they have to win hearts and minds and menacing the local population is not the way to do that. And you know how that was resolved? The police went in and pulled up tents and arrested people eventually and, and yes. forced them out. It's interesting that when people are on the left side of the political spectrum and they uh, make protests, the police are there in riot gear. But when they're on the right of the political spectrum, the police stand back and give these guys the high five. That is glaring in this. Okay. I mean, Alberta passed a law specifically stating that it is illegal to block roadways. And they did that to try to stop uh, indigenous protests. The fact that these truckers are doing the same thing and they're not invoking that law, that says something. Okay, in fairness, though, the amount of time Occupy Toronto was there, it's about the same amount of time as we're dealing with now. It was, it was, it was weeks before they went in there and started arresting people. Well, Occupy Toronto only had their bodies. They didn't have these giant tents, but but also multiple ton vehicles. Also, they Occupy Toronto lasted from about October 15th to November, November 15th. Um, And then by November 21st, they were they were still there by November 23rd. They started dismantling the tents. So we're, we're still on an Occupy Toronto timeline, but it it goes to your point, Ed, that that Occupy Toronto had a white face on it. Right. As opposed to in, in, scary indigenous people or scary black people. Right. There there is a double standard. I mean, the only example you can sort of use was when Black Lives Matter stopped the pride parade and that was negotiated and they weren't left. They weren't let out in cuffs. 
So Toronto yeah. can at least hold their head up high on this one, but still. There's, there's an attitude amongst some people, white people, um, who look upon indigenous people and people of color as basically your guests that we have tolerated yeah, in yeah. our country. Yeah. Now, as guests, you're becoming too uppity. You're, you're, getting, you're, you're stepping outside of our uh, area of, of, of kindness, our area of hospitality. And so now we're going to grind you down because you don't know your place. Because they do treat people who have come here from other countries, doesn't matter how many generations they've been here, um, or the indigenous people who were here before anybody else. Yeah, the um, two extremes. <laughs> yeah, they, as far as they're concerned, uh, white people have been very good and tolerant by yeah. allowing these people to come here or allowing these people to keep uh, elements of their culture. Yeah. Don't push it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go to a break. Hello? We're going to go to a break. <laughs> All right, it was, it, was, it was quiet there for a second. Uh, break. You, you, wow, okay. We're going to uh, go to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about more stuff. Here on, oh, by the way, if you want to uh, send angry emails, go find the station email address. <sighs> Don't bug me. All right. Um, or you can find me at Agnesok on Twitter. Um, and we're going to go to a break and come back with more uh, entertaining uh, stuff. Okay. Uh, that was too long. Go to break now. <laughs> Do you want to taste it? Do you really want to taste it? Da, 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 For those who've been watching Peacemaker, uh, available in Canada on uh, Crave uh, service, uh, you recognize that as the opening theme for the dance number that yes. uh, opens up, that, that, that uh, is the intro for this uh, action uh, superhero comedy series uh, helmed by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, last summer's Amazing Suicide Squad uh, movie. Um, Which this is a spinoff of. This is a spinoff. It's the character Peacemaker, who is who uh, the actor John Cena described as kind of a douchey Captain America. <laughs> that's a great way to. That's that's perfect. Um, he's uh, he's he's uh, based on a comic book character who is absurd himself, who mm -hmm. wears an absurd helmet. Um, that, as they uh, pointed out in uh suicide squad his helmet looks like a toilet seat yeah, yeah um yeah. and uh his uh his uh, uh mandate is that he loves peace so much he's willing to kill for it yeah he doesn't matter how many people he has to kill yeah for, it. for peace yeah. um yeah. and so this show really opens up the irony of the character it's really a great satire of the superhero genre well, it's, um, it's so timely because, you know, you could see Peacemaker being completely at home in that the the trucker convoy. Yeah. Right. Like it's that sort of mentality that that he embodies that that's what they're sending up in the show. And, and it's so you see, he's not a bad guy at his core, but he's a lot of really terrible ideas that he's not challenging. And uh, the show is not like, I can't compare it to anything else I've seen on TV uh, in recent memory. It's it like really live is its own thing. It's live action South Park. That's okay. what it feels like to me. It feels like live action South Park. 
That's an interesting way and to it, put it. It's a, it's a, it's a trauma movie in TV format as for, well. For those who don't know trauma movies, I suggest you look them up uh, online. They were uh, hyper cheap, uh, basically horror horror comedy movies that uh, were released through the seventies and eighties into the nineties. Uh, James Gunn started out his career he, making he a made, trauma film. He made Tromeo and Juliet, which is funny because Lloyd Kaufman. The, the head of trauma was promoting that on the old night party show back in the day. That's right. Yeah. Um, it had a, a unique aesthetic to it, a unique uh, sense of humor, a kind yeah. of dark, dark, but broad sense of humor. It was uh, almost uh, um, farce um, in the way that it did things. It was so over the top. It was intended to be over the top funny. Mm -hmm. um, and Peacemaker is really well acted. Mm -hmm. It is really well written. It is really well uh, produced. And it has uh, an eagle named Eagly. Eagly, who is now DC Comics canon because people love him so much. Oh, is that so? Yeah, everybody loves Eagly. Yeah, Eagly is awesome. Um, yeah. And the, sh the show's a huge hit. And this makes me so happy because this is an example of offensive content that's in the right place. It's using its offensive powers for good instead of evil. And it's really good. You know, it, it, it ranges between satire and, and farce, right? But it's, it's really good, smart, stupid. Really, really good, smart, stupid. And I'm really glad people are getting it because at the, the first few episodes of the show, it's like, are people seeing what I see in this? And so I've been tweeting stuff out about the show and it, it seems like people get it which thank God there are, there's a critical mass of people who still have brain cells in their heads, you know, out there in the world. <laughs> well, there's another show that isn't, doesn't get the buzz that it should, that I want to make our listeners aware of. It's called Resident Alien. It, it doesn't get buzz? No. Maybe because it's on sci-fi. Maybe in, this, in Canada, it's available on uh, CTV's Space Channel. Or CTV sci-fi and you can watch it. They call you can it watch now. it online. You have to register an account, but apparently it's free. Um, it is. Uh, it, it is marvelous to, you know, it is like Granny Smith apples are the worst. This is like the best. Oh, it, I see. It is so clever, so different, very adult in the sense that it's, it, it, it's, it, it's smart. And uh, uh, the Alan Tudyk, who plays the character who is an alien who is stranded on Earth and takes over the identity of a human being because he can transform himself, um, but he continues to be an alien to this culture. Um, his performance is superb. It yeah. Is, I don't know anybody else that could have done this. The, the, the show is so funny that sometimes you, have, you say, what did I just hear? You got to roll it back to listen to it again, because the stuff is fast and furious. It is um, paced well. It is, there is just, and there's a real joy to it. It's not dark, really. There's a real joy to it. And there's a real uh, core, core of humanity, if you will, to mm -hmm. the story of this alien on earth. Um, but very smart, very smart humor. Um, and it doesn't get anywhere near the buzz of like a peacemaker or a Boba Fett. It's apparently on uh, Peacock now as well, the streaming service. Well, Peacock, you know, Peacock is uh, 
not exactly setting the world on fire either. Yeah, but it's free for people. So if they want to get it there instead of signing up for CTV, there are there are ways to watch this show. Can and get, it is. Can you sign up for Peacock in Canada? I think so. A lot of those things are geofenced. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, pro- yeah, but you can get it on CTV. Right. Yeah, I, so very much. Work. Do you agree with me? Do you encourage the people to watch the show? Oh, I I think Resident Alien is um, see, it's another one that sort of deals with a part of America. It's shot in Canada, but, you know, a part of America that tends to get forgotten on television and they they handle a lot of the cast member look like real people instead of TV real people, if you know what I mean. And it. I mean, yeah, Alan Tudyk is fantastic, but the whole cast is is good that, you know, you you feel like you're watching real people on the show instead of actors acting. Yeah, and, I, and they're not the people who are kind of Hollywood pretty. It It's important to their character for them to be Hollywood pretty like the mayor. But like the, um, but the, the rest of the people, like there's a couple of characters who are disasters yeah, in their life disasters. and they look like yeah. what disasters look like in real life. Yeah. But I mean, the the deputy sheriff actually looks like a cop you'd see in a small town, you know? Yeah. The, uh, you know, it, a, a lot of I can't think of. Well, maybe the, the mayor's wife is sort of bordering on Hollywood pretty. And this is not an insult. I like it. It's it's nice to see people who look human instead of how many of your body parts are not real. You know, I, I'm 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 enjoying seeing faces on TV again that look like faces. Well, we're going to go to a break like that um, and we'll come back with just very much a goodbye. So stay with us. Okay. All right, we're back. Just enough time, Leanna, to tell people where to find us when they're not listening to this uh, program. Um, Leanna can be found on Twitter, at RedLeannaK. Yes. Her uh, channel on YouTube. Some people refer to it as a YouTube station. Um, her channel on YouTube is called uh, Liana K, L-I-A-N-A-K. Mm-hmm. Um, there are videos there uh, for the general public four days a week. But if you sign on to support the channel, as many people have through Patreon, you get an extra video per week. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are not short videos. These are, these are videos of some length where Liana talks at length about very interesting subjects of the day, video games, pop culture. Um, and some of the tackles it with angles that you don't necessarily see in, in regular media. It is unique. It has a unique voice um, and is well worth your time and well worth your support on Patreon. Um, uh, so check that out. Um, I'm still doing uh, newmusicnation.ca. Had a bit of a delay in January for a number of reasons, including the fact that it's so damn cold outside. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like to shoot. People like seeing me interacting with people. And I can't do that when it's so cold outside that I'll freeze and no one wants to stand and talk to me. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you could go to an event, but not during COVID. Not listen. If it was not COVID, I'd go to somebody's house. Yeah. But it's, it's COVID. I'm not coming to your house. Um, yeah. 
So, but that'll be resuming with uh, actually by the possibly by the time this uh, program airs, Nerd Music Nation, hosted by Liana, will be up at newmusicnation.ca, which is uh, Liana is actually a music nerd. And, I am. Uh, she gives where well, I'm very flippant about introducing these videos, and these videos are by independent Canadian artists, and they're very good videos and very good music. I have to say, we're not putting on crap. Um, I'm sort of flippant and make jokes. Liana actually delves into the musicality of the 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 song and its or its roots and what it sounds like. And for, for music nerds, it's Nirvana. Um, not well. I, w- I wouldn't go so far to say that music nerds like to check other music nerds and I'm sure that'll start happening, but it hasn't happened yet. So, so far people just appreciate it. And that's being shot in uh, Liana's Sanctum Sanctorum, um, where her computer My home is, office. Her yeah. home office, where there's plenty of uh, chachkas in the background, little uh, uh, sci-fi video game, comic book statues and toys and things like that. And a giant life-size st- uh, ET as well. Yes. Um, all right. So that's where to find us. Uh, I'm also at Ed Desoc. You can find me there. And uh, that's it. So, uh, uh, Leanna, anything you'd like to add? Uh, well, this is supposed to be quick. So, no. See? You, you catch on. All right. Um, that's it uh, for uh, Ed and Red on Saga 960 AM for this week. And I'll turn it over to Leanna to say our uh, signature farewell. Bye bye. Bye-bye!